it, I'm ready to do it, I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now, I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out Bonjour ladies and gents, Jamie in the house, how are you? All good in the hood, I hope, and welcome to another episode of Mindset with Muscle. Uh, I've really been enjoying these sessions, of course, um, if you're listening to this back on the podcast, every Wednesday around 12.30, I go live on my Facebook page and drop some knowledge bombs all about mindset, uh, productivity, health, happiness, anything that's on my mind really. And a lot of that is putting my ear to the ground when it comes to my content and seeing what people are struggling with. Now, I don't know when you are going to be listening to this, and it doesn't really matter if it's you know the beginning of the year or the end. There is one thing that is going to help you succeed in this life, and it is, of course, discipline. Now, I'm from a military background. I'm from, you know, I joined the army at 17. And it wasn't actually until I left the army that I really understood what discipline was. And it sounds strange because, you know, when you think about the military, when you think about the army, the first thing that comes into your head is discipline. And it was this realization that, you know, one of the good things about being a soldier is you get told to do stuff and you just do it. You do it without question. You just get it done. And one of the main reasons that you get it done is because your life gets easier when it's done. Simple as. You might not enjoy the thing that you're getting done, but you do it anyway. And it wasn't actually until I left the army that I realized, actually, this is pretty much what life is all about. Life is a series of doing lots of things that you don't really want to do. Take going to the gym, take eating healthy food, take you know some of the extremes, which I'm going to be talking about in a bit of doing a cold shower or an ice bath. It is doing the things that your brain is saying, let's not do it today. And it comes back to a quote that I say pretty much every single day. And it is motivation is doing things when you feel like doing it. And discipline is doing things regardless of how you feel. So today, ladies and gents, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go through five key strategies to building up your self-discipline. Now, if you are listening to this recently, it is getting to the end of January now. And for some reason, January seems to be like the longest month ever. And a lot of people set New Year's resolutions, New Year, New May, all of this jazz. And I'm not a big fan of that, especially in the UK, for a number of reasons. Number one, it's dark. Number two, it's cold. Number three, it's dark. <laughs> I just want to add the dark and cold as well. You're in an environment with the least motivation ever. And things are a lot easier when it's sunnier, when it's brighter, and, you know, when you're a little bit later on in the year. And this is why I don't enjoy January. And I say to people, look, pace yourself. But the way that you are going to get success 
in January and the way that you will have got success if you have any progress in January will be about understanding that discipline. It's about knowing that you need to do stuff, knowing that you don't want to do the stuff and then doing it anyway. So what I wanted to do with this episode is share with you those five key strategies to take into this year and for the rest of your life. Because if you really truly understand these and you adopt the principles in which I'm going to teach you, you can adopt them to pretty much anything you can do in your life. So let's kick off, shall we? The first one I call one chapter per day. And the reason I call this one chapter per day is because this is exactly what you need to do with your habits and routines if you want to get lasting success. One of the questions that I get asked a lot through DMs is, Jay, can you send me a list of your top 20 self-development books? And I get that all the time. It's like, right, if I just read these books, my life will change. Now, I can recommend 20 incredible books to you, but that doesn't always mean that you are going to be able to read them without the right strategy. And I want you to visualize this. It's January the 1st. I walk up to your desk and I place on your desk 20 of the most transformative books in the world. You're excited. You're like, wow, my life is going to change if I get all of these books read. So you wake up on January the 2nd, you open that first book and you're off to a good start. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, smashing out those pages and you're like, oh my God, I've, you know, I've made a massive dent in this first book. I'm going to get pretty much all of these 20 books read in a matter of no time. You get to the end of Jan and you've read four of those 20 books and you're like, I'm going to smash this. Now comes Feb. Feb has been a little bit more stressful and a little bit busier. And instead of getting four books read in Feb, you only managed one. Now we bring March into the equation. March was even more stressful for you. And instead of getting one book, you managed to read about three chapters. April passes, March passes. Uh, March, don't even know the date. April, May, June, July, August passed. There you go, Jay. They're the dates um, of the year. And what happens is you forget about all of these things. You know that you've still got about 15 books to read, but you just haven't allocated the time to do it. And what ends up happening for most people, they get to the end of the year, starting off the year quite well with habits and routines, and then just for some reason, forgetting why they did it. Back to the next January in the hope to get all of these books read, get the other 15 books read, which they said they were going to get read. So I want to change this strategy to one chapter per day. When you ask me about those 20 books, I don't walk up to your desk and slam 20 books down. I slam one book down. I don't slam it down. I place it down. And what I say to you is this. What I want you to do is find a time in your diary when you're least distracted, when you feel the most creative. And what I want you to do is block out 15 minutes, 15 minutes as a non-negotiable. And what I would love for you to do in that 15 minutes is just to read one chapter of this book. 
And I want you to make a commitment every single day at the same time, each and every day, that you're going to open this book and read that chapter. And once you've finished all of those chapters, give us a buzz and I'll place on your desk another book. Now, if you adopted this process with committing to one chapter of a book a day, most of the books behind me, the self-development ones, they're about 11 to 12 chapters. Most of them are not big books. So the chances are you're probably going to get a book read like that in a couple of weeks, which means that you're probably going to get a, you know, two books read in a month, which means if you carry on with this very simple process, you're going to get about 24 to 28 books read within the year, well beyond that 20 that you said you were going to do. And it's really understanding this, ladies and gents, small things done consistently turn to big things over time. One of the reasons that a lot of people don't get things done is because they're impatient, um, they don't have a strategy, and they haven't made a, a small commitment to doing it every single day. Now, let's change that chapter of a book to other things that you want to do. It could be anything. It could be exercising more. It could be learning a new language. It could be a number of things. And what you need to do is break them down into small bite-sized chunks and then make a commitment to allocating between 15 and 30 minutes per day as a non-negotiable and work it into your habits and routine because after a period of time, it will become a habit especially if you start to see results from what it is that you're doing. And if you're reading those 20 incredible books, you will start to see some incredible results. So number one is a key strategy to build your self-discipline. Focus on one chapter a day. Don't try and get everything all done at once. Make that small commitment on a daily basis. Moving over to number two, and it is challenge and commit. Now, I want to share with you a little bit of my cold water journey. Now, my cold water journey started in, I think it was around 2017. I was on a power walk and I used to get up in the morning and go for a power walk. And I was, it was around October time and I was seeing this guy strip off and going for a dip in the sea. And I remember looking at this guy thinking, this guy's off his tits. What's he doing? He's He can't be going for a dip in the sea. It's October. It's Baltic. There's no way that he's going to be jumping in the sea. So he strips his clothes off and I sat down to watch him. I said, this is going to be interesting. And he quite peacefully goes for a, a swim for about 10, 15 minutes in the sea. And just looking at him, I was like, oh my God, that is pretty insane but pretty incredible. And I remember that. I remember thinking, I, I'm, I've got to get into this stuff. And I really wanted to, in 2018, to start sea dipping. But it seemed a little bit extreme for me at first. So I was like, okay, let's not do sea dips yet. Let's go for a cold shower. Now, whenever you're starting a new difficult thing 
the first thing you need to understand is it's going to be difficult to do because it's a difficult thing. And this is why you need to set yourself a challenge and make a commitment because the mood is going to change from you deciding to do it to actually doing it. And Les Brown said an incredible quote. He said, commitment is doing the thing that you said you would do long after the minute in which you said it has passed. And this is what tends to happen with things that we say we're going to do. It sounds great talking about doing it, but it's very difficult to do. So the only way that I was going to get a cold shower challenge out the way was to make a 30-day commitment to doing it every single day as a challenge. So I did a month challenge of cold uh, of cold showers. Uh, the first cold shower was horrific. It was about 30 seconds to a minute. I was like, this is awful. The second cold shower, once again, horrific. The third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the tenth shower, I was starting to scratch my head and ask myself, why are people doing this? Why? What's the point? And something weird happened on day 14. Day 14, the cold shower wasn't as cold. And instead of doing around 30 seconds, I did about a minute and a half. And I felt incredible. And I mean, really incredible. On day 15, it was a lot easier. Day 16, there was no anticipation. Day 17 was awesome because I went for a swim in my local uh, swimming pool. And I was walking up to the showers. And one of these guys said to me, oh, you don't want to go in those showers. They're freezing cold. And I looked at him. I smiled. I stuck the shower on. And he looked at me like I was a psychopath. He didn't know, obviously, that I'd been doing 17 days of cold showers and I was adapted to it. He just thought I was just crazy. And about, I think it was day 30 or the final day of the challenge, I was in a hotel. It was a shit hotel, by the way. I think it was a holiday inn. So I'm, I'm sure there's other shit hotels out there. But it was a holiday inn. And unfortunately, they didn't have any hot water. Now, it was probably the only perfect timing of my year where I actually didn't mind that they didn't have hot water because I was on day 30 of a cold shower challenge and I was going to have a cold shower anyway. So actually, I had a, about a three or four minute cold shower and enjoyed it all because I was on a cold shower challenge. And I completely changed my mind on a lot of things. Firstly, on cold therapy and cold showers because I didn't realize how well you adapt to them. And secondly, the power of making a commitment to something. And the reason that we have to challenge ourselves and to make a commitment to something is because we've yet to see the benefit. And for most things that you do that are going to change your life, they are going to take time to have an impact. Take stretching. I've been stretching pretty much every day for 18 months and people say, what are the benefits? I couldn't put my finger exactly on the benefits I can, of course, you know, I feel a lot more flexible. I'm less prone to injury. I feel a lot less stressed because my body is a lot looser. But you don't just wake up and go, wow, this, stre this stretching has changed my life. It is something which over time starts to improve in some way. And this is the same with exercise. You know, I work with lots and lots of clients. And I know that I've had a few clients that have struggled to keep consistent with a diet and exercise regime. But they made a commitment to it. And I remember having one, one of my clients that they saw an old school friend 
that they hadn't seen in 20 years. And the old school friend said to him, wow, you look incredible. What have you been doing? And of course, they decided, they were talking about their new training and their nutrition. And they had a massive skip in their step because other people started to notice the thing that they were challenging and committing themselves to doing. Do you want to guess how much easier it was for them to adhere to the program after that? Very, very easy. Why? Because they start to see the result from the thing that they're doing, which solidifies the habit. So you have to be patient. And a lot of the time we're, we're very impatient, which is why one of the key strategies to discipline is all about challenging yourself and making that commitment. Because although you don't want to do it, you do it anyway. Because if you continue to do it, then and only then will you start to see the results. So number two, challenge and commit. Moving over to number three, become accountable. Accountability is so, so important when it comes to getting success and results. And I love this quote by uh, Bob Proctor. And what Bob Proctor says is accountability is the glue that ties commitment to the result. And I've used accountability for pretty much most of my career. I remember back in 2011 when I first opened this Facebook page, I was doing um, some really hardcore workouts because I was getting ready um, to compete at a show. And one of the things that I had an idea for doing was to put up on my Facebook page my workout before I do it. And the reason that I did that is because I knew there was a couple of people in the gym that followed me. So if I posted it, the chances are they were going to see it. And if I wasn't doing the things that I said I was going to do in the post, they would know that I'm full of shit. So it held me massively accountable. Other things which I've held myself massively accountable for have been my charity events. I've, you know, I've done some really crazy charity events over the year, um, 2016, 2017, and 2019. And the first thing that I do when I do a new charity event or looking to do one is I tell everyone on social media. And I remember telling everybody on social media that I'm running backwards for 24 hours for charity. Never, never even ran 10 minutes backwards. But I said to people, I'm going to run 24 hours backwards. And I, I shit myself because I put it out there now. So I've got to do it. And I remember my first ever backwards running session. It was one hour. And it was the longest hour of my life. And I remember finishing that hour and then saying to myself, Jay, you've bitten off more than you can chew. How on earth are you going to do this for 24 hours straight? Six months later, I did. I did it for 24 hours and ran 109 kilometers backwards. But a lot of that came down with that accountability. I said I was going to do something. I held myself accountable. And now I've got to train and discipline myself to build up the miles and reps and hours in order to achieve it. So accountability has been a massive factor for me. I, just before Christmas, got a cold plunge tank. And the reason that I got it was because it hit so much, it hit so differently to the sea dip. I love sea dips, but the sea here um, in West Sussex goes down at the coldest around March. And around March, it's about nine degrees, which is cold. It is very cold, but not as cold as my tank. My cold plunge tank can go down to two degrees, which is very very cold. It's almost slushy water. It's that cold. And uh, it just hits so much different. 
and it's also a lot more difficult to do. So a lot of the time when I don't want to go in, which is 98% of the time, I know that if I just press live on that Instagram button and go live, I am 100% guaranteed to go in. Now, for some reason, weekends are so much more difficult than weekdays. And uh, I always normally have to go live on a week uh, on a weekend to get it in. But I know if I press that button, I'm held 100% accountable and I'm going in. So it's been a massive game changer because I've been able to keep consistent on a daily basis with those cold plunges, all thanks to accountability. So number three of my five key strategies to building up your self-discipline, become accountable. Find different ways to become accountable. Yes, you might not have a social media following, but if you put skin in the game, if you pay somebody else, if you join a group, join a community, find different ways of being held accountable because Day after day, we'll quite happily let ourselves down, but we find it a lot more difficult to let others down. So get others in on your plans, okay? So number three, become accountable. Uh, Number four, dial in your distractions. I'm a massive procrastinator. Everyone who's listening and watching this probably is also a procrastinator. We all procrastinate in some way. And the way that I like to procrastinate normally is this thing, my mobile phone. And it is a massive, massive procrastinator because I'm easily distracted when I have to do things that I don't necessarily enjoy or want to do, but I know I need to do. So one of the most important things that you need to do if you want to get more stuff done is realize where you easily get distracted. And if I know it's my mobile phone and I need to get stuff done, I know that I need to switch this phone off if I want to get shit done. Because if I do, it's a signal to myself that I need to be focused and I'm not distracted from my phone. I was actually watching a TED Talk video a couple of days back um, by a psychologist called Sam Chase. And he shared a really interesting piece of information. He said that your brain receives in kind of data form, 11 million bits of information per second from your senses. So your sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. But you can only consciously process 60 bits. So of the 11 million bits per second, you can only consciously process 60 of them. The rest is processed unconsciously. And that blew my mind for two reasons. Number one, this is why it's so important to be conscious and focused on what it is that you're doing. And number two, it's almost scary the amount of information which we absorb unconsciously. Because a lot of habits and routines are done unconsciously. So a lot of the things that you're struggling with and not managing to achieve have boiled down to what you have absorbed unconsciously without necessarily knowing. And this is why I say all the time, when it comes to habits, when it comes to self-discipline, it's about dialing in those distractions, but it's also knowing that in order to change a subconscious habit, you need to take conscious action. You need to make good use of that 60 bits to remind yourself of what you're doing subconsciously that's preventing you from achieving what it is that you want to achieve. 
So number four, dial in your distractions. Be really wary of where you're easily distracted and create environments where you can be least distracted. One great environment in which I've set up to make sure that I maximize my productivity is is this place. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, it's my studio. And the reason that I've been able to kind of dial in the distractions on this is because number one, it's away from my home with my kids. Now I love working from home. I'm quite creative at home, but when the kids are there, I'm easily distracted because I'd rather spend time with them than on my laptop. I'd rather spend time with them than on social media. And I will spend time with them because they're only that young for a small period of time. However, if I'm here, they're not here, so I can get focused on the task in hand. Another thing, of course, which I do a lot of is live streams and content. So also I've set up an environment where I have my desk, I have my camera, I have my lights, and I have zero excuse not to create content because I can flick a switch and everything is already set up to get to work. So I'm not only avoiding distractions, but I'm making it very easy to get things done. So dial in your distractions, number four. And finally, my fifth key strategy for self-discipline is eating a frog every morning. Now I know what you're thinking, eating a frog? Well, well, hang on a minute, Jamie's lost the plot. Mark Twain had a great quote, and he said, eat a live frog every morning and nothing worse will happen for the rest of the day. And what he's getting at is not to eat a live frog, what he's talking about is to do something difficult at the start of every day. Because once you've done the most difficult thing at the start of the day, everything else for the day becomes easier. And it does. It certainly does. And it's very hard to do the most difficult thing at the, at the very first hour of the day. Because it involves a lot of self-discipline. And this is one thing also that you need to understand about self-discipline. You can't just rely on self-discipline once or twice a week. You've got to build up your self-discipline muscle. And in order to build up your self-discipline muscle, you need to train it every single day. You know, if you want big muscles, you've got to do the reps. If you want strong discipline, you've got to build the reps. And what you need to do is you need to find your version of eating a live frog. Now, my version of eating a live frog is my 6 a.m. cold plunges because they are very, very difficult for me to do. And I struggle to keep consistent with them, but I do because every single day I wake up and do it, I'm building self-discipline. And self-discipline isn't something that you master and then you have for the rest of your life. You know, it's not a it's not a course which you just do for a couple of months and then you get the certificate and then you can go on with the rest of your life. It is something which you need to practice every single day to the day that you die. And this is what bugs people because I, oh, you mean to tell me I've got to do this for the rest of my life? That's shit. And it's like, well, Yes and no. Yes, it might be shit when you do that difficult thing, but I guarantee you, you'll get a lot more stuff done the rest of the day because nothing else will be more difficult, which means you're going to get more productive, which means you're probably going to get more boxes ticked, which means you're probably going to get the success which you want to achieve. So that's the first thing. Although you've got to do something that sucks first thing in the day, 
You've got it out the way and you're going to have a more successful day. The next thing that you have to understand is if you choose not to do the frog eating in the morning, the frog will always come creeping up on you. It will come when you least expect it. It will come when you do not want it. It will sit there, it will ribbit at you and it'll say, eat me. And you won't want to do it, but you'll need to do it somehow. So that's the reality about eating the frog. It's not a choice whether you want to eat the frog or not. You have to eat the frog sometime during the day. And a lot of people pawn this off. A lot of people don't do it in the morning, don't do it in the afternoon. And that's why they have such a difficult life. Because let's just take this frog analogy out. It's doing difficult things. Your life will present to you problems, issues, curveballs, all this difficult shit is coming your way and it will continue coming your way for the rest of your life. And very much like Stoicism talks about, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to it. And if you are a person who has trained your self-discipline, if you're a person who faces difficult things the minute that you wake up, you become used to facing difficult things, which means you can deal with things much easier. They become less stressful. They become less difficult. And it solidifies the quote, which I say to people all the time, hard things, easy life, easy things, hard life. Choose to eat the frog, choose to do the hard things first thing in the morning to build that self-discipline and you have an easier life because you've already made this decision to eat that frog rather than it jumping down your throat. If you decide to have an easy life, if you decide to skip the gym, if you decide to skip looking after yourself, if you decide to skip doing the difficult things, your life becomes more difficult. If you're not exercising and looking after yourself, good luck staying healthy. Good luck increasing your, your health span, the time which you spend healthy on this planet. If you decide to fob off the work that you know you need to do, good luck getting that job that you want. Good luck completing those things which are going to give you the things that you want in life. So number five, eat a frog every morning. Now, do you have to go and do a cold plunge like me? No. Choose your frog. Your frog might be getting up 30 minutes earlier. Your frog might be going to do a 20-minute stretching session. Your frog might be reading a chapter of a book. Your frog might be preparing your meals so you've got something healthy to eat when you go to work. Choose your frog and start to build up that self-discipline because if you do and you train it every day and you know that you need to wake up every day and train it regardless, you know, it's not something that you get qualified and then you can go, right, I'm a self-disciplined, qualified person. You have to do it every single day, seven days a week um, until the day that you die. Do something difficult because your life will get easier. So ladies and gents, that is my five key strategies to building up your self-discipline. As a summary, uh, number one, one chapter per day. Small things done consistently turn to big things over time. Number two, challenge and commit. Challenge yourself and make a commitment to doing it because a lot of difficult things take time to see the benefit. And very much like my cold shower, you can go a week, two weeks, sometimes even three, and not see any benefit whatsoever. 
But just because you don't see it yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And the only way that you're going to see it is if you're being consistent. Number three, become accountable. We quite easily let ourselves down every single day. It's very hard to let others down. And when we're held accountable to others, it's amazing the shit that we get done. And remember that Bob Proctor quote, accountability is the glue that ties commitment to the result. Uh, number three, uh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> number four, uh, dial in the distractions. Dial in the distractions. Notice where your distractions are and make sure that you are consciously focused on removing them. Because, as I said, um, an incredible TED Talk from Sam Chase, your brain receives 11 million bits of information per second from your senses, but you can only consciously process 60 bits. So we need to make good use of that 60 bits. And finally, number five, eat a frog every single morning. Every single morning, and I keep saying it every single morning, don't skip a day. Choose your frog. Choose to eat it every single morning. Choose to do the hard things because if you do, you'll have an easy life. So that is it for me, ladies and gents. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and I really hope that you'll start to apply some of those strategies in your life. Every single podcast, I finish with the same quote, and it is what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel, and what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do. And today, you've been filling your heads with me, Jay Alderton. Ladies and gents, uh, thank you ever so much for listening to the Mindset Muscle podcast, and I'll speak to you very, very soon. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown, we know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top.